0: Assalamu alaikum wa wa I'm so excited because, um, I wanna to bring to you a workshop that we just did. Um, a lot of people are thinking about um, what are we gonna do in the school year? And a lot of moms are having that stress for some more than others because some people are getting prepped and some people are procrastinating to the last minute. No worries if that's you. Either way, today I'm gonna to give you about 20, 30 minutes of something really powerful. As many of you know, I'm an educator of 20 years and a teacher, teacher trainer um, internationally. And what I wanna show you today is in any great, home where you're doing schooling of any kind, even if it's the virtual follow the school's curriculum, or you're an actual homeschooler, there are six essentials that everyone has to have. And I did this in a workshop with all the PowerPoints and everything. And you can still catch that. I'll I'll probably talk about a little bit inside once you start listening to the podcast. But I do want to say that I really hope you really consider these six because If you don't, I usually find that many women struggle when they're missing even one of these. So hopefully this will be super helpful as we gear up for the uh, 2020-2021 school year, no matter where you are in the world. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of us, protect our children, keep them safe, and make it easy for us to give them a quality education regardless of what is going on all over the world. May Allah make it easy. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. If that sounds good to you, let's get listening into the podcast and find out the six essentials. Okay ladies so we are starting. Assalamualaikum uh, to all of you. I'll just put my maybe I'll put my face up a second. A second. I'll let you see me and then I'll explain to you what we're going to do. So if you don't already know me, my name is Mindful Suma. I am a licensed educator of 20 years and I've been teaching in the public and private sector sector in the US and in Dubai. And so I'm very familiar with um, grades K to 12 and even beyond teaching adults and training teachers. Um, the reason I went to have this today is because a lot of moms are transitioning to home life and schooling from home and they're working. They have all kinds of situations. And knowing these six things are critical for like keeping stress down, keeping kids engaged, and kind of making sure that everything runs smoothly. By the way, I want to tell you, I only homeschool four hours a day four hours, including lunch, and I'm able to get everything done. Now that is something I've done after years, but I can definitely tell you if you want more, some of the ways I do that. And I do that with um, right now homeschooling two kids, although I have six, okay, all together. <laughs> so uh, the other ones are, are, are passed and gone now. They're in college from homeschooling. Alhamdulillah. All right, so we're gonna do a 20 minute presentation. Then inshallah ta'ala, um, I'm gonna do a Q&A. So what I would love you to do is, as I'm presenting, you're just like typing any questions. I'll, I'll mention that again in the slides. And we're gonna make sure that you get as much information as you can jam packed in this session. And then like I said, any questions, we'll leave them to the end. And I also have, if you're a Thrive Muslim member, like the cliff notes for what I'm doing. So no worries. If you're inside our community, you're going to get that. If you're interested in being our community, in the community that we have with other sisters, I put the link there in the chat. Okay. All right. Let's get started. I'm going to share my screen. I have a PowerPoint for you guys to make it very visual. I want you to just stare at my face the whole time. I want to make sure um, I show you everything I'm talking about. Okay. So how to homeschool the six essentials to have. All right, let's see. Okay, so homeschooling brings a really amazing opportunity to embrace a deep relationship with their kids and to be more involved with their learning. If you decide to school from home, whether you're, it's kind of like by choice or not, you're going to realize this year that you have so much more control over what your child is learning and understanding of that. And that's a beautiful thing. The thing is, how do we do that how do we make sure it is always a beautiful thing and it's not something that can be stressful i'm not really sure i have tons of questions i don't know how to teach maybe i'm not a licensed teacher how am i supposed to do it i train women all the time so you can totally do it you just have to have a bit of confidence in yourself so no worries i'll talk to you but i do want to say something very realistic the reason i'm doing this six is because there are these common pitfalls that women fall into and they don't usually realize it's going to happen because they don't have the guidance. So this is without the six and without knowing more. Women are frequently fighting with their children at home. They have high levels of stress when they're, you know, homeschooling. Maybe they're finding themselves yelling constant feelings of frustration. Maybe their kids are unmotivated, like peeling off the chair onto the floor. And maybe it feels like homeschool is dragging on for hours. Feels like, gosh, I'm not getting anything done. I had a plan today. And ultimately falling behind in the curriculum. This is issues. These are issues that women definitely go through. But you're like, wait a minute. I thought this was going to be like all touchy feely. I was going to get all warm with my child and close to them homeschooling. Well, you will. So no worries. Um, Like I said, I've done this for years and I have things I'm going to show you today that are going to allow you to get there. But I do want you to know, without these six, women typically fall into these issues, right? So if you haven't already, grab a notepad and we're going to get started. We're going to talk about the six things to have in your homeschool. Right. And before we start, huge piece of advice, because as I start to talk, you might feel like, Oh my gosh this is so overwhelming i can't do all of this i want you to know this does not all have to be done at once number two if you are part of our thrive muslima community we have tons of pre-made tools to help you and number three we have consultation calls for women if you need them in the um thrive muslima membership they're free 30 minute ones. so at any moment we're here so no worries now like i said while i'm talking just make sure to write your questions in the chat because that way when I do the Q&A, they're already there. I'm not ignoring you now. I just can't see everything because I'm definitely doing the presentation, okay? All right, so let's get to number one. What is the first really, really important thing that a lot of women don't realize they have to include, but they need to? It's beginning with the end in mind. So what I need to ask you is, let's pretend your child is like in second grade. Do you have a clear vision of what you wish to achieve by the end of the year? If you have a third grader as well or a fifth grader or a kindergartner, however old they are, ninth grader, like if you don't know what they're supposed to learn by the end of the year, how could you get there? You'd have to actually know, right? So the first thing right now, what I'm doing in August is I'm getting familiar with the new grade my child's going into and what they should know. Now, this is called beginning with the end in mind. Stephen Covey, he talks about it in the seven um, tips for highly successful people. And this is really true. I do this for everything in my life. I always have a list of things I want to achieve by the end of the year. And they're usually based on grade level expectations. Now, if you're already in Thrive Musima in the vault, I've given you a list for every single grade, what your child is supposed to know by the end of the year. It's like a checklist. So you're gonna have like, he doesn't know it on the left column there, kind of knows it definitely knows it, check, move on, right? So that's there for you. And if you're not a member, like I said, contact me, I'll help you out. But definitely you have to know what the curriculum entails. But on top of that, from the Islamic perspective, I love this, character building. So you get to take the curriculum once you're familiar and take time to yourself to reflect on what you want your child to learn in terms of standards, but also in terms of character and religion. Like, right, right? what do you want to instill in them? how will you incorporate it into your curriculum? And that's not hard. It could be like, what you do in the morning in your morning routine, I, I could show you that stuff. Today's just an introduction, but I'm just getting you familiar. Now, great kids don't happen by chance. So our our job as mothers is to be raising these amazing Muslims, and so we should really make sure that we have a, a good grasp of everything they're supposed to be learning because we're responsible for them. And I just want to mention that part of that is being organized. Um, so many moms, the biggest problem I deal with with them is they just don't write things down. They don't have things in a planner. They feel overwhelmed. Maybe they're working from home, trying to do it all. And I just want to say that, you know, what kind of example are we if we don't model and plan and then follow through? Like we expect our kids to do their work. So it does take that bit of organization as a mom's, you know, point. And so I just want to say, do not underestimate the importance of being organized. Um, We want to make sure that whatever your child does, it's child-centered. Because when your child feels like they're included, they're going to be so much more cooperative. I see a lot of moms just like graze over this, like, no, I'm just going to do it my way. It's my way or the highway. They're going to sit down. They're going to listen. And that's what I, you know, it doesn't work. Do that for the first week or two. And after that, you're going to see the levels of stress go up and your child just not work with you. So no worries. I can show you how to do this as well. So the first one I went over is... Making sure you know what you have to learn by the end of the year, you have yourself prepped, you have yourself organized, do not underestimate, number one. And I like I said, I have tools for those, so no worries. Now, number two is curriculum, having the right curriculum. So this is the only one I would say that if you are doing the school's curriculum, like you're just virtually schooling from home, this will kind of apply to you, but not 100%. If you are homeschooling, like dead up homeschooling, I'm a homeschooling mom, then yes, 100%, this is for you. And I I wanna say that, many homeschoolers do end up choosing curriculums that are outdated or the materials they just find them from like random websites don't just pull random things from teachers pay teachers guys i was a a, a public school teacher and a private school teacher. I also trained teachers and principals. Not every woman who put stuff up on there is licensed and is telling you the right thing because I I don't want to get into all of it, but let's just say anybody could put anything up there. They could say it's first grade level, but let's say they're in Wisconsin and you're in New York and in New York, it's not actually up to standards. So just be really careful. And pieces of curriculums, you know, many like, oh, I got something from this website and that website. That's not a curriculum, guys. So please avoid this stuff at all costs follow one curriculum if it's your schools because you're doing virtually this year or if it's um you know like something that you decide to purchase fine but don't do like a mishmash it's really confusing for the kids Okay, number one, you wanna ask yourself to make sure this curriculum is right for your child. And like I said, just this part might not directly relate, the rest of it all does, um, for people who are using their school virtual curriculum to school their kids from home this year because of COVID-19. So you wanna ask, does the curriculum match the goals that I have for my child? And is it gonna help them reach all the standards personal family aspirations. The beauty of homeschooling, and many people don't realize it, is you could do so much your own way. Like for example, if you're working from home, you could teach the kids, not first thing in the morning, you could just do some work and then teach them and then go back to work. There's so much... It's flexible. It is just so flexible. We could talk more about that if you guys have questions. But one thing I want to emphasize is the curriculum is key here. Choosing the wrong one is extremely um, detrimental to the kids. So if you're struggling with that whole curriculum piece, I'm not going to go much more into it now. We do have those free consultation calls in Thrive Muslima. Definitely message me, call me, and I'll work it out with you. No worries. Okay. Number three, measuring progress and don't forget as I'm doing this leave those questions in the chat if anything rings a bell and you just want some clarification or anything or a question here or too okay so as your kids going along um, you're gonna have to make sure that you're measuring what they're doing are they really getting it How can we tell if our kid gets it if we don't actually write things down so again, if I ask the average mother, you know, like even a question like this, whether you're thinking the school's in charge of the education because you're doing virtually or you're doing it as a homeschooling mom, if I say to a mother, what reading level is your child at or how many levels have they gained in three months, the average mom is just not aware. They don't keep that close of tabs. They're like, I don't know. They're reading the books that they were given home or I don't know. You know, I just give them books that are at first grade level. So I guess that's actually not... The way to monitor, right? And then, or if I say, hey, what math skills does your child know? Like right now, it could be like January. It doesn't really matter. Or it doesn't know. A lot of moms couldn't like on the fly tell me. Now, do I expect them to memorize that? Of course not. But what I'm trying to say is because you have that tracking sheet, like I showed you before with the checklist, you could just literally reference it in two seconds and know. But like keeping tabs is really, really important. All right, now let's talk for a second, a little bit more about keeping track. I can't emphasize it enough. So how are you gonna keep track? Well, we have the tracking sheets. If you guys wanna use a huge binder to keep all your kids stuff, even like I said, whether it's from school, you're doing it virtually, or you're doing it um, you know, as a homeschooling mom, binders are fine. I personally love to keep notes. I have a little, I have a note-taking sheet. I have that in Thrive Musa that I can share with women. And it tastes like two lines because after a while, you can't keep track of every subject every day. But I have a a simple system. I don't really care how you do it. Whatever is easy for you, just do it. Don't neglect it. That's all I'm saying, okay? All right, check-in when? Like how often should we check in and know what our kid's knowing? Like, should I do it like at the end of every unit, at the end of every month? My answer to that and every professional teacher's answer is no. Do it daily or weekly. There's something called formal and informal um, formative assessments, and they should be given regularly. And if you want to know more about those, I can let you know. So no worries. I'm not going to go into all that here, but checking them regularly is the actually the more professional way to go. All right. And either way, however you choose to do it, measure progress not just with tests. I'm not talking about giving your kids tests. I'm talking about it could be taking pictures of them, samples of their writing, exit slips. There's so many things. I have resources, like I said, so I can help you. But this is not just great for you. It actually boosts their self-esteem. It gets them excited. I'm going to talk even more in a minute about how to keep them excited and independently like pushed without you just like standing over them and like threatening them all day. I'm going to talk more about that in a second but another thing is you want to make sure that you're moving along with the curriculum day by day a lot of families fall behind they start off really strong and you know excited in September and then like as the weeks go on it just gets harder and harder something comes up they have to do something they have an appointment they didn't realize their kid didn't feel like learning that day they fall behind so our solution is a scope and sequence Mapping out the curriculum for the year should happen in August. And when I say mapping, I don't mean like you're writing the curriculum for the whole year. I'm just saying, I'm going to give you this blank sheet of paper. I have it in the vault in Thrive Muslimah. And it just breaks down the work that you're going to do over the year. Now, if your teacher has this and you're doing it virtually from home, you can ask them what the pacing calendar. They might call it a pacing calendar looks like. So you can know what your child's going to learn. If you're in doing COVID-19, you're not going to want to keep the child inside all the time. They're going to get really antsy and they're not going to want to learn, even if it's the most exciting thing you've ever taught them. You're going to want to get out. So if you know they're going to do a unit, let's say in November where they're going to be um, you know, let's let's say April. Something about growing and planting, then maybe you could take them somewhere. Or October, November, something with the farm theme or animals, then you could plan a field trip. You want to make sure that you can, um, you know, figure out ways to keep them constantly engaged and excited and, and mobile, not just sitting at home at a desk every day. That would be ridiculously boring, even for you, right, If you as an adult. So I have this roadmap, the scope and sequence, it's already inside the vault for you. Now, the common problem people have is they skip this step. They're like, eh, We'll just do stuff as we go. We'll do unit one, then we'll do unit two. But the problem is when you can't see the full picture, sometimes you don't realize and you fall behind or you don't make the most effective decisions. So a quick overview is really, really important. I cannot emphasize it enough. Now, how do we make learning actually fun for kids and make it stick? Now, some moms, they could care less if it sticks, they just need them to get it done. And I get that, I get that. But the truth is, if we really love our kids, we want them to not just um, do it because we said so, we want them to do it because they love to learn. And as Muslims, we're told to love learning, right? So one great thing you could do, like I said, especially because of COVID-19, is you could arrange trips to complement their learning. But this does require planning ahead, which is why you want to do that overview now in August because these trips are going to fill up because there's going to be tons of families who want to leave their house and are getting all bottled up and you don't want to like get there and find out there's no tickets left. Okay. The other thing is in August, the great thing about the overviewing, and know what your kid's going to learn for the whole year is you might have to get some resources. Now I want to tell you a secret. If you are getting schooled from the, the actual school and you're just doing something virtual, you have a lot of access to the resources. Even though your child is not physically in the school, you can still get a ton of stuff for free from them and they should give it to you. And if you are homeschooling and you're not virtually like they're not doing anything, you're just like full on homeschooling like I am, you could still get free stuff from the school. My daughter gets calculators that are really expensive, books, access to labs, access to the gym, so much stuff. But in addition to that, you might wanna go on Amazon and buy stuff. I'm telling you right now, everybody's buying stuff on Amazon and they're raising the prices so high. It's really, really tricky. If you don't get in and start knowing what you need for the entire year, you're gonna find some really, really high prices and maybe stuff that is not available when you need it. All right, we're getting to the last Two, and then I'll get into some questions. Um, Routines and schedules is incredibly important. So especially if you're doing COVID-19 learning where you're stuck in the house and you're not going to send your child for half a day to school or you're just homeschooling full on, um, the routine is everything. Let me just, before I move on, say one note to the moms. It's not just their schedule, it's yours. We have stuff to do now we're teachers right we are teachers we're moms we have to do dinner we have to do laundry maybe you're working from home oh my gosh your boss needs you to do stuff you need a full day schedule that involves you and them but we also need to make sure that they have this feeling of like predictability and they know what is gonna happen for the day at the, every child's age to be honest but most especially like the k to five they need predictability they feel safe. They feel calm when they don't know what's going to happen. And they just wake up. That's when they're like, mommy, 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 mommy. And they just all over us. Cause they feel like they need to know what's happening next. Having a schedule and having it up keeps us organized, but it also makes them feel comfortable. And that's really, really important. Now, not every mom is organized. And I get that. I have definite trips that tricks and tips for that. But our disorganization, I'm going to be really, really frank here is going to equal their failure. If you're not an organized person, Now's the time if you're schooling your kid. And if you need help with that, like I said, I'm here. But please understand that this is the stuff that actually trips up homeschool, not sometimes the the education itself. It's the disorganization. Um, The overwhelm. Okay, so let me just be really, really honest here. Some days are going to be amazing days. And some days, you're going to have days where you're like, oh my gosh, why am I even doing this? I don't want to do this right now. This is too much for me. And guess what? That's okay. That's just a day where you're just gonna have to do a light day, you're gonna move on, you're gonna sh- sh- you know, shift some stuff around, it's okay. But we can't ever just throw our hands up and be like, this is too much. Our um, educating our children, if we make that choice, once we choose to school them in the house, it's an amanah, it's a trust between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to put our bad moods and our days aside. And be there for them. And if you're struggling with that, then we could talk about that as well. But in maybe it's not your choice. Maybe by the school, because of the situation, you're in it. But guess what, guys? This is the qadr of Allah This is Allah's decree for us. We're all in it together and we're all dealing with it. All right. So here's something, some great news. I only homeschool four hours a day. It's only possible if you're organized. If you are totally organized, you could do it from like nine to 12, or I do a bit of a break. I have like, you know, um, sometimes I'll do it at nine, then I'll take like extra little breaks scattered here and there. Um, In the end, there's only about four hours of learning a day, and then we have the rest of the day free. I want you to think about that. Usually your child is spending six to seven hours at school, then you have to drop them off, pick them up. You're wasting eight or nine hours a day. We can condense that to four hours, and I could talk to you more about that. All day schooling is not necessary when you only have one child in front of you or two kids. Think about it, there's not 30 kids anymore. So it doesn't take that much time and it shouldn't. Now, these are some scheduling must-haves, my big advice to you. A homeschooling schedule has to encompass our entire day. It has to be like from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep. Because homeschooling effectively does, now that it's at home, we have to have separate times for things. And like these cues, like now we're moving into our morning routine. Now we're sitting down to do homeschooling. Now we're shifting into lunch. Now we're gonna have some outdoor play. Now we're gonna come back inside and you know leave mommy to cook dinner and you guys go do some free play or whatever it is that you allow them to do. Get in an iPad for 45 minutes. But it has to also be realistic and it has to be aligned with the current developmental stages of our kids. If you have a five-year-old, don't think they're sitting for an hour of anything. Five-year-olds, they can't sit more than 10 minutes, maybe 15. Um, We have lists of these things where you can find out the developmental ages of sitting and, and whatnot for your kids, but I don't want you to think it's their fault. We have to be realistic. The other thing is the schedule has to be visible. It has to be up on a wall. I want to make your child independent. That's the way my children are. They walk up they point to stuff, they know where to go. It could be pictures, if they're not able to read. If they're able to read, um, then this could also be something that they just read really quickly. They can have a checklist on a clipboard, doesn't matter. It just has to also be consistently followed. And this is really important. All right, so a lot of what we're doing is gonna be managed by time. And teaching our children to follow routines creates responsible adults who keep their word and are productive. So we're not just having a schedule to keep ourselves sane and make sure it's neat and clean in the house. We're also building responsible adults by giving them this character building in a young age of, hey, look at mommy. This is how mommy keeps us organized. When I'm older, I should be organized and keep my family organized too. Now, again, I want you to be realistic. You might start a schedule, think it's amazing, you know, hook it up if you're working from uh, home with your boss and you think it's great and find out a week or two weeks in that it doesn't work. And you might put your head down or your children might be like, and this just isn't working for us, why am I homeschooling? No, sometimes you have to adjust the schedule a couple times. So I want you to know that. It might not be your fault, it might just be that you haven't found the right way things are gonna move and that's okay, right? If, um, If your schedule, excuse me, it's a typo there, if your schedule is constantly not working, just change it, it doesn't suit you. But consciously monitoring your schedule is really really important all right so just keep on mind of that it could just be the way you have things set up you just try something new all right the last one which i love which is going to help you have less stress and help them love learning is a motivational system this is critical guys again i don't care if you're virtually schooling from home and the teacher is sending the work on google whatever hangouts or classroom you still need to have this they're not going to make this for you And so don't wait on the schools to do this. This is a critical part. And if you're a homeschooling mom, then you definitely have to have this. Either way, you guys, we have to make these. This is not someone else's job. So this is why. Mood matters, right? I want you to think about yourself as an adult. When we are happy, when we are excited, when we feel mentally, emotionally well, um, you know, it really affects us. How they feel affects their learning. Does your child, I'm sorry, guys, somebody changed my slide. Does your child approach your homeschooling with a happy face, eager to learn? And if not, why? So I want you to understand that kids are like us, right? Think about a time when you had a really bad day. And then imagine if you had to go to school and someone's like, they wanted you to learn right now. Think about if you had a fight with your husband and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you had to go into work that day. How do you feel at work? Can you focus on anything? No. So when our children don't feel well, they don't feel happy, it's going to be really hard for them to learn. So let's make it so they feel in a great mood so that they're going to be so much easier with us to learn every day. Little people go through things too, and we can't just dismiss them because they're small. Hey, they're small. They just need to get with the program. No, guys. Human beings are human beings. We all need to understand feelings and how that works with our learning. So how? How can we do this? How can we keep them motivated? So there's so many ways, okay? We have to get them excited, and we have to have a fun system. So for me, I use tickets, or for me, I use posters up on the wall. Again, if you're part of Thrive Muslimah, the rest of this month and the beginning of September, I'm going to be putting up resources for women um, on just like downloadable free stuff for like different motivational systems. I think we have one up right now. It's a very small one, Um, but I have the ticket system. You can use this for any age, um, and the big important thing you have to understand about motivation is we can't just say, Hey, if you do this, you're going to get like some extra screen time or something like that. No, we have to have an actual system where it's like, if I get five tickets, I know I get access to this or I don't get access to this. It has to be something where they know and it has to be consistently followed and they have to visually see it. They love to see themselves filling up a chart with stars or climbing a mountain to reach a prize or filling up something with tickets. So your kid can buy a game from GameStop or like whatever it is that you do with them. I personally like to do, um, You know, different kinds of rewards. And so you can decide at the beginning of the year do you want it to be like physical objects that your child's going to win? Is it going to be experiences that they're going to gain? Are they going to get to have additional privileges? Wow, I get to stay up 10 minutes of TV over my brother or sister as they go to bed because I finished, you know, an additional page of my math and I tried to do, you know, better work than I did yesterday. Like you'd be shocked. You don't need a lot of money. You just need a system and children know when you're just or you're not just. So you have to be fair, you have to follow through. And you, know, you might also think, hey, I'm gonna do a combination of all of these. Sometimes they can win prizes. You can get stuff on Amazon or from the dollar store. Maybe I'll have an experience. Like my son, for example, I did it on um, Instagram. He likes uh, this whole like parkour thing where you have to do like, it's basically like obstacle courses and physical challenges. Like, so he said, I said to him, if you finish this juz of Quran, right, then we're going to go and I'm going to take you into the mountains and we're going to do this, um, you know, this obstacle course and he's so excited. That's all he wants. So we're going to work towards that. You just choose what know your child, what works for them. So and I just want to mention again, doesn't have to break the bank. Sometimes they just want alone time with you. Can I, you could win with a ticket 15 minutes of just alone time with mommy and mommy can play any game you want. Sometimes that's all they want guys. We'd just be surprised. All right. So we're going to move on to a QA now. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. I see a couple of questions up here and I'm going to uh, in the chat and I'm going to get to them right now. So, let me see. Oops. All right. So I'm going to pull down off the screen share and I'm going to start to answer your questions. If there's anything that I miss, you let me know. I'm going to go through here right now. All right. So someone is asking me, I have an 11 year old and he's doing distance learning and I want to supplement um, school offered education since it's really disorganized. Yeah, that is a problem right now. And be really honest, guys, a lot of families right now, um, they feel like, oh, the school's going to tell us what to do. But the truth is, the schools have never been in a pandemic. And I, from the back, like I, from the back end, I get to see what's happening because I have a lot of connections with the school systems and the unions, and they're scrambling. Like they don't have it all together. So that's what I mean. Like as parents, we have to feel that, know that. And I love the way the sister is like, "Can I have a backup plan?" Like, because yes, you need them. So what I'll tell you is, um, and the sister also says, "I work full time on top of distance learning." There you go. That's of course, a situation that needs scheduling and some support. And so anything you have to offer will help me. Okay, yeah. So with this one, what I'm going to say is um, I probably would have to contact you and just give you some personal things. But what I would say is um, there are certain websites that I love that I can give you. It depends on the child's age and it depends on what part of the world. I have women from all over the world. It could be Sweden, Denmark, Africa, different parts of Africa, like Guinea. And like, so I, I don't know what your curriculum is. Some people are in the US. So I have to just double check that it aligns with whatever you're doing. That's why. But for sure, I could. And um, the other thing is, guys, just understand that the schools are not 100% ready. You have to start noticing things. And things like the motivational system, they're not going to give that to you. Things like making your own schedule of how your kid has to wake up when they're not actually going anywhere, that's on us. So like I said, I have templates and things. Definitely take those seriously. So sister, please, um, I think I know you. You're in Thrive Muslimah. We're going to um, talk. And inshallah i I'll, I'll give you some specific, specific links. Um, Oh, from garage sales and estate sales. Okay, okay, good. So great. I love some sisters that are sharing um, with other sisters. Can you give us an example sample schedule of your little one? I think I can. Okay, schedule. So hi, but says so, that. Oh first grade. Okay. So I actually love that. So what I do in I have um, a course where I actually show all of these things. So I didn't have those samples today because it's just an overview. But I'll give you a perfect example of how my day will go verbally. Sorry, guys. I love to show physical things for you. Um, So one, I have a morning routine. My kids know. So this is my morning routine. When they come out of their bed, one, the bed has to be made and two, the room has to be clean. So if I have them checking their room every night and every morning, that just means like, I don't want stuff scattered all over the floor. I don't want clothes flung because when they're home and they're not going somewhere, they're going to be really comfortable so they're going to start throwing stuff everywhere. It doesn't matter. I'm not even going anywhere. Don't allow them to do that. That's going to make it really hard for us as moms to keep things organized. So what you're going to do is you're going to make sure that every day you say the same thing: Don't bother coming down unless you've like whatever you want to tell them. Hung up your pajamas. Put on a new outfit. You got to change their attitude for learning. Don't let them come down in their pajamas and then they 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 do their bed. I tell them brush your teeth and pray. That's it. That's like there's. Make sure your room's tidy brush your teeth, come down with your clothes on and pray. Then they go straight to free time. My kids are not allowed to bother me. They're not allowed to turn on the TV until 8.30. Uh, That's when we start, we have breakfast. So if they wanna wake up at seven, that's good for them. Keep yourself busy. Now, as a mom, this is where women differ. Some women wanna put their kids on a device, then I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's really hard to move them from every morning going on a TV or a device into learning. I find that they get jarred and then it takes them like an hour or two to even like deal with you. So I wouldn't ever. So I don't. You'd be shocked. They're going to whine the first couple of days, but then they're going to end up figuring out something to do like old school. They'll get into the Legos that they forgot about and dust them off because they know you're just not going to allow them to put a device on. Then they'll do it. That's one. Then we move into breakfast. And then I have block schedules. So I don't do time schedules. This is the thing. And I, again, I teach about this with many women um, in a separate thing, but you could do a schedule like minute by minute, nine o'clock, nine o'clock. That's up to you. For me, I find it doesn't work because kids are just like, Oh, so I like blocks of time. I do a morning block an afternoon block and that's it. Right. And so that's what the schedule might look like. So two different kids. What I would do, um, Shannon, is I would put two schedules up, one for one child, one for the other. And when you have one child and they need to, you need to be with them, like doing reading, just you and that child, the other child is doing an activity that's not learning. I keep flip-flopping them. So I have the activities ready at the beginning of the day, like, hey, this child is going to be doing math uh, with me for a lesson for 20 minutes while this child is, you know, building whatever. And if you can do an educational activity um, one-on-one with one while the other one can finish something on their own. Great. If you have small kids, you need to do a little bit of a trickier way. I can't go into everything now, but basically um, I'd have two schedules side by side, but having them independently know what they're going to do and go play while you work with one then switch, then switch, then switch. And sometimes teaching together. There's a whole trick to doing that, that I I can't explain right here, but I hope that answers your question. Um, Middle school boys. Yeah. So motivated. So my son likes coding. He likes coding with computers. He likes building things. He likes cooking. So what I did was I interviewed my son, any child for any age, you can say at the beginning of the year. Hey, baby, like, what do you want to do this year? My son's like, I want to build stuff. I want to cook stuff. You never let me get in the kitchen. This and that. I went on Amazon. I bought him a little chef's hat. I bought him an apron. And I'm like, you know what? Every day, and I got these little um, cards. I'm gonna put them on Thrive Muslim with all these different things that they could make with nylon safe knives and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? You can have something. But if your son is not into cooking, he's into like um, coding on the computer. Honestly, I'm going to go and find him a program and tell him if he finishes work every day, he gets to go do this coding thing. Or maybe I'm going to sign my son up for karate. My son's, My son's really into karate this year. You got to find out what they're into. And it can't just be screen time because that just doesn't... You know, I mean, I don't want to get into all that. So find out what he loves. Boys love to do stuff. Be physical. Maybe you want to sign him up for a class and that will motivate him, but ask him, interview him. That's what I always do. What time am I waking up? What time do you wake them up? Awesome. So, Shannon, my kids just wake up on their own like every other child, like whenever they want. They're like, here I am, you know, like. So, what I do is honestly, let me tell you the trick. The trick is, I know it's going to be hard for some women. We got to wake up before them. When you wake up with them, you wake up. Like it just ruins the day. You're you're in bed, imagine, and then they're like, mommy, mommy, and you're like, oh, okay, I want breakfast now. Oh, I have to get the homeschool stuff. Oh, I have the and you create this mood already where you're annoyed because you woke up with them and you're not like fully awake yet. And they're they're so awake in the morning. So what I would say is I always wake up before them. I have a video on Thrive Mustama like about how to wake up at 4 30 if you don't want to. If you want to be at five, you want to be at six. I mean, obviously pray feasure. I, I just try to wake up before feasure and do some stuff all alone when nobody bothers me. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm, I'm doing my work. They come down. I'm ready for them. I set up everything before they wake up. Just figure out when they wake up. And if it's even just an hour before, I just really suggest you try it. It changes the whole mood. Otherwise, we get moody too. Um, yeah. I don't sleep until 10 either because of the um, like the whole thing with the praying. My husband and I, we pray and then we do Qiyam. So I get it. But like right after that, boom, I go to bed. I go to bed and I have my stuff out from the night before the kids have to do because in the morning I'm tired. I put it all out the night before. Like I do right before we go to bed and we're getting ready and stuff. Then I go pray with my husband and then I, I go to sleep and I wake up an hour or two or three before them. I mean, I do it many hours before, but whatever is easy for you. And then I have it ready. But please try not to wake up with them. It's going to be like really, really hard. Um, yeah. It's good, definitely contact me. Okay, good. And so the last thing I want to say to everyone is, like I said, I have resources. I'm not going to hold you here too long. I have resources on Thrive Muslimah. And if you want to contact me, I'm just going to put my um, my email here. If you don't know anything about Thrive Muslim, you want to contact me. Um, Inshallah to I know, like I said, I have women from all over the world. So some women are actually sleeping right now and they wanted to attend this. If you're on Thrive Muslim, I'm going to do the replay um, and I'm going to put up the PowerPoint. You'll have all of this. I can direct you to the resources in that um, post up. And inshallah to you will end up getting a, like cliff notes of exactly the six things I'm talking about. If you want to know how to do any of these more, scheduling, motivational system, I have downloadables that I'm going to be putting up between now and the end of August. So just make a list for yourself of everything you think you need. Like, what am I missing? Okay, I don't have a schedule. Well, just at least start sketching one out for yourself until my downloadable is up. And then you could just download it and just fill it in. But start thinking about like what is going to work for you. If you have different situations with different kids, what stuff do you think you need to buy on Amazon what schedule are you following like just think about the six things that i that i mentioned right here which are basically just like what do they have to know for the year you know and and what else so that was number 1 beginning with the end in mind i talked to you about curriculum get familiar with their curriculum guys has the school given it to you yet i don't know but you have to know it how are you going to measure their progress how do you going to know if they're actually learning it's not just tests anymore that's not actually appropriate Number Four, make sure you like know what like it 's going to go on from September to June, like what is happening? You have to know the overview of the school year so you can plan trips and buy some stuff for your kids and you need to have the routine set and you need to have the uh, the motivational system. And like I said, I'll be putting up all those things on Thrive Muslima. I hope that was really really helpful. Uh Jazakallah Khairun for joining. I'm going to be doing more workshops. We have the next one on the 27th. I'm bringing on a Montessori teacher, a licensed Montessori teacher who's going to talk about K to 5, how to do hands-on things with children that are very, very developmentally appropriate. Her, her name is Esra, and um, she's, she's also an Instagrammer. You'll see her. Watch my IG posts, and you'll see um, her face in that advert. And then I'm going to be doing stuff on how to teach writing and reading. I know a lot of moms, like, they feel really, like, nervous about actually teaching reading or helping their kids with writing and essays. And a lot of people don't know that even by second grade, your kids should be writing an essay, and they think that's, like, for later on. So, yeah, the curriculum has changed, so I have stuff. And I'll be putting that up. But thank you so much for joining. And if you need me, contact me in the future. Jazak khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa